So we've talked about getting started. And we've talked about character. And we're building up to this idea of writing a piece of fiction, or we're working on it right now. And now comes the, the really obvious question, which is, when are we going to talk about the plot? Now, we touched on this last time that often we think of writing fiction and we build our plots beforehand and our characters become kind of two-dimensional items that we insert into it so that we can get the plot points that we wanted. It's pretty notoriously how you make very flat, stale fiction. Uh, and, and honestly, like, let's be fair, every single writer does it at some point in time. Every writer makes some piece of stale or, or flat fiction. Like, it just happens. It's okay. It's the nature of the game, really. So, when we're thinking about this transition from character to plot, I'm not going to talk to you as much about how to make a story happen, because I think we've all plotted a story at some point in school, right? Opening, rising action, you know, climax, falling action, resolution. Like, we've been there. I don't want to talk to you about plot structure, because I think plot structure is pretty easy, right? And especially if you've built good characters and you're allowing them to go, plot's going to kind of happen. What I want to take this time to talk to you about is, is points within plot. I want to talk to you about three kind of pitfalls of plot construction that I think spending the time on is probably more valuable to you than, than anything else. So let's talk about that first piece, right? That first piece of plot construction that we're going to talk about, this first error, right? And the error happens when we're reading a piece of fiction and we get everything overly explained to us, right? I am not the world's biggest fan of the playwright Henrik Ibsen. I'm not. And I'm not because Ibsen has long, long stretches of exposition where characters just explain every single thing you need to know. They tell you everything. And they get it backwards. Because what they're doing is they're telling you everything instead of showing it to you. That's the first error I want to talk to you about. We don't want to tell people what happened. It's show, don't tell. Now, that can be a really hard transition for people because it's so easy to tell people what happened, right? It is so easy to sit down and to say, oh, okay, well, I will, I will tell you what happened. Yes, last week, Bill went out, and when Bill was out, he bought soup. And did you hear that when Bill was buying soup, Jake went and took out Bill's girl, and now Bill is mad at Jake. And, and we start doing these long expositionary expeditions. God, say that seven times real fast. We start doing these long expositionary diatribes of what happened, right, in order to catch us up. Why do we do it? Why do we spend our time telling people things instead of showing them to them in some work of fiction? Well, it's really simple because we don't want you to miss anything and we're afraid. 
ultimately this behavior comes from fear. We're scared that you won't have enough information to know what we know in our head. We haven't done what we should be doing and show you things happening. So we start telling you everything. And we do that to cover our bases. We do that to cover our bases so that hopefully you'll pick up on it and move on. And the biggest problem is it's really boring. Nobody wants everything told to them. We want to see movement and, and momentum and action. And we get that from being shown, not told. Absolutely true. So when you're considering plot, which by now, if you've been working along with us, you are definitely thinking of some kind of story. Hopefully your characters have kind of taken you on that way. While you're thinking about that, I want you to start contemplating how do you show me instead of tell me what's happening? It's kind of an odd problem, right? I mean, we think about telling people because we tell stories, right? We sit down and we talk and we tell and we explain what happened and we put all of that out there. That's what we do. So telling, well, that makes sense. They call it telling a story. Telling, it, 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 it makes logical sense, but showing is more powerful. Showing creates tension. Take this, for example, two characters. One has betrayed the other one. Right? He feels bad about it. Now, now you can say all that. You can create a little bit of exposition and say it and invite another character into the loop and create it, or he can tell somebody. Or you can show it. The character around the person he's betrayed, who may not know that he's been betrayed, He's more furtive. He, he's quiet. He avoids his glance. He has a hard time being around him. He's finding reasons to not be there, and he's his best friend. What does that tell the audience, right? It tells the audience something's up. It does. It tells the audience something's up. Something's not right between these two characters. Well, that's a huge deal. Right? It also does that without dropping massive amounts of severe detail. It leaves some tension because we don't know what it is. Right, We're looking at two guys interacting, and one of them's being weird, and we want to know why he's being weird. Does the other guy pick up on it? Maybe he doesn't. He's completely oblivious. And then we wonder why he doesn't pick up on it. Somebody else in the room pick up on it and they start to suspect something's happened or they're putting pieces together because they know part of the betrayal, but they don't know all of it. You see where I'm going with this? When you start using behavior and you start using action and, and the circumstances of the play to show something or the circumstances of the story to show something, then we start picking up on it, right? You can explain to me how the nation in your fantasy novel is, is a police state. Or you can show me the things that would happen in a police state so I can pick up on it for myself. It's more rewarding if I pick up on it for myself. It helps. That's, I mean, that's just how simple it is, right? Like, why not figure that out? You know? That's, that's it. Show me what's going on. I'm not, I'm not doing the Jerry Maguire quote, I promise. Show me what's happening. You know, it, find the ways to communicate that 
through action. Right? You can write these long things. Nothing should be said unless it really serves moving the plot forward. Unless it's something that's kind of natural, right? Unless it's happening. But think about how often you sit in a room with someone and mass explain every little detail of what's happening. Well, you probably don't do it all the time. Hell, man, I don't, I don't tell my girlfriend sometimes. Like, I've had, had kind of a rough day, and I don't dig in and unpack the entire thing. But for some reason, the character in your fiction does. See what I'm saying? Look, plot is really simple. Character is really simple when you realize these are just like you and me. They're people. Wants, needs, desires, secrets. Things they want to deal with. Things they don't want to deal with. Action allows us to pick up on elements of the plot. And unfortunately for a lot of new writers, or, or even writers who've been experienced who've never been called on this, we spend a lot of time talking. We, we run these long, long descriptions of what happened, and we think it sounds super good, and it doesn't. Right? Like, we think it sounds awesome when we do 10 pages of exposition, and it doesn't help. Now, look, sometimes you're going to need exposition. Sometimes you just got to explain something. There's no way around it. But you got to try really hard to limit those times to what you need. Don't, don't overdo it on the exposition. Find the thing you need to say. Get the thing you need to say out. Call it good. Show me. Don't tell me. Don't have the character say, I have a gun. Have him pull out a gun. And remember Chekhov's rule of the gun, by the way, as long as I'm on guns. Anton Chekhov's rule of the gun is if you bring a gun out in the beginning of the play, he's got to use it in Act 3. There you go. Gun comes out at the beginning of the story, you better use it at the end of the story. Show, don't tell. I can't emphasize it a lot. And like I said, this is easy. It's easy to start plotting a plot. The problem is you're going to fall into pitfalls when you come up with what your idea for a story is. You're going to want to explain it. Don't. Don't explain it. Show it. So, how do we work on this through some kind of exercise, some kind of takeaway, something we can do, right? Well, it's really not that hard. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit down and take a scene from your story, right? I want you to pick a scene, something between two characters, one character, whatever it is. I want you to sit down and do it. I want you to, to give yourself some time and write out that thing as though you were telling it to somebody, right? This is the time I'm going to tell you to tell me instead of show me. Tell me what happened. Okay? You follow me? Tell me what happened in that scene. Now, walk away from it. Seriously, walk away from it for an hour or two or even a day. Give yourself a minute to clear your head. And then come back. Reread what you just told me, and I want that same scene, but I want you to show me what happened instead of telling me. Right? So one, to, to make this really easy for you, because some people are probably going to wrestle with how in the world do I do that because I'm writing it, so I'm telling you anyway. So do it this way. In the telling version, have a character tell you what happened. In the showing version, write a scene. And in the showing version... No dialogue except what absolutely has to be said. 
Now, look, this is a lot like a diet tape, right? You're not cheating me. You're cheating yourself if you don't do this. So take some time and, and seriously work on this because I'm promising you it's so much easier to tell and harder to show. But then go back after another day of rest and look at those two pieces and compare them side by side and read them. And I promise you, the one where you showed me what was happening is going to work so much better, sound better. It's, it's just going to be a better story. It's more compelling. There's more tension. I promise. Every time. Every time. Show, don't tell. I was really bad about telling, by the way, back in the day. Oh, God, I told you everything. Don't be Henry Gibson. Show. Show me, show me your plot. Show me what happens. Show me, I told you I wasn't doing it and I meant it. Okay, so we've talked about that. We talked about plot and show, don't tell. That's really all there is this week. Guys. I, want, I want you to start building that plot out, but I want you to think about that plot in terms of showing it to me and not telling me. Don't overly explain what you're trying to do. So that's that. Now, um, next week, I'm going to try to cut, just to give you an idea, I'm going to try to cut an episode for next week. Uh, it's also my 40th birthday, and I'll be doing a little trip, having some fun. So if I don't get that recorded this week, then we won't have it. If I do, then we will. We'll see what comes up, right? Uh, but uh, whether or not there's an episode next week, it'll definitely pop up the week after that. And we're going to start talking about the levels of plot, right? We're now talking about show, don't tell. Next, we're going to talk about levels of plot, right? That's that thing in English you used to hate because we talked about subtext and you went, it's not there. It is. And we're going to talk about it and how you get it into plays and stories and films so that years from now, academics who are reading your stuff, if you're so fortunate, can debate what the subtext was that you actually put in it. And then later on, someone who knew you can sell your diary or a fake diary and pretend they actually know what you put in it. Or if you're like me, you're leaving a false diary to the side with just random nonsensical subtext to be like, Haha, you had no idea. I'm kidding. All right, everybody. Until the next time, spend your time. Show me. Don't tell me. All right. Show. Don't tell. Go. Do the exercise. Keep building those stories. I know you can do it. I'll talk to you later.